That's how you build rivalries, and that's how you build atmosphere. Edwards, three-pointer, it's good! This team is right there with anybody else in, in the country. They are clicking on a kind of a different level that we didn't um, that we didn't see this year. Perry for the lead. Oh! He did it again. How is this a personnel issue? Ish? I think I really think it's just a, a player fit. Like I I think, and it again, is. this is this is partially his fault, right? These are his transfers yes. that he brought in, right? But I'm still saying I think this is just a whiff. I think this is just a whiff on you his part. You can't, you can't, it, you cannot whiff with this much talent. And I love Texas Tech. This is home. And I get to stay home. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Zone Star State Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Ishmael Johnson. Ish, um, we were supposed to do the whack deep dive today. But uh, everybody else in Texas had other plans, specifically the Big 12. The Big 12 can never leave us alone. We we legitimately were planning a whack show, and then Texas fires Chris Beard, TCU beats Baylor. <laughs> Baylor uh, we find out what what's happening with Drianna Edwards on the women's side. <laughs> yeah, it just everything just decides to happen, and we're now pushing the whack to Tuesday next week, <laughs> where we will have a whack show (laughs) we will be talking whack um but like you said a lot going on in the big 12 here uh we gotta start with the chris beard firing um at texas happened on thursday morning Mm -hmm. and i mean there's a lot to unfold we we talked about it briefly a couple a few podcasts ago when it was announced you know when everything started coming out Mm -hmm. and um he was suspended uh but now he is fired uh now rodney terry will finish the year as the interim head coach uh, where do you want to start when looking at kind of the impact and then just everything that's kind of happened? Yeah. Um, I mean, we can start with, have you ever seen a university release the letter they sent to the coach when they fire no. somebody? That was something that I thought was very interesting. Um, along with their statement where, you know, they, they, they announced that they fired him for cause, obviously for the felony arrest um back in december but then in a follow-up they also uh released the letter they sent to chris beard saying that they fired him for cause which i guess that i don't know if that was for foia purposes right so people can see public so people would wouldn't have to FOIA request the letter that they sent and all that so they just literally just put it out there um so um but yeah it you know you could i don't know if it was I guess the disappointing part is I don't know if this is a foregone conclusion because they hadn't yeah. done it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to me, it was it was definitely not a foregone conclusion that it would have been done during the season. I was wondering because it hadn't been done yet, is this something they were going to put off till the end of the year and, and just hold off? Um, but regardless, I'm glad they did it. Um, this way, they can put you know the team can put this behind them and let them play on the court, and you know Texas can kind of give. Uh, we can kind of go into this now. Texas can kind of give Rodney Terry a crash course um, uh, interview, more or less, right? Uh, let's see if what he can do for the job. Um, you know, we can talk about a little bit of what this job is, right? Like, yeah. we, do you, let me ask you this. Do you consider this a top, top eight job in the country? Yes. 
You do. Yeah. Okay. Snap decision. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I really do. Um, I think obviously you talk, you look at the facilities, you look at the, the money. I, th- I just think from a location and where you can recruit from, it's just too good. Like Houston, Dallas, all of Texas, mm-hmm. obviously um, you look at their class this past year, you look at the class for next year, what they were able to do. And Chris Beard was never known as some elite recruiter, right? Like he was, mm-hmm. he could get guys at Texas, uh, Texas tech, but he was never like going and getting, the best guys ever but um you mentioned rodney terry we'll look at a, a few other candidates guys to throw out there and whatnot but um it's going to be really interesting to see how the rest of the season unfolds because obviously they just come off of that loss to kansas state so mm-hmm. um there's a lot of different directions here i want to we want to cover um before we get t- uh, too far ahead i want to go back to the to what you said about the job thing in a second but uh mm-hmm. they did say they're they don't owe him any money anymore. Anymore, they don't owe him a buyout. Seven right. years, thirty-five million dollars is all gone, so they don't owe him any money, zero dollars. Um, and I'm just reading, reading right now. Yeah, they were. I feel like the delay was them trying to get their ducks in a row because they mm-hmm. knew that Beard's lawyer was going to continue to push back and push back. And so they're like, "All right, we have everything checked off. We have everything covered sure. here. Now we can do this." let them go and then handle the lawyers and stuff like, like that afterwards. So with all that done, I'm glad they're able to move on now. Like you said, Rodney Terry will be uh, someone who I think is a candidate. Um, but I do think ultimately if we look at this job, which I do as a top six, seven, eight job in the country, um, I think ultimately they end up going with a bigger name. Uh, yeah. I, I think barring, honestly, barring like an elite eight run, um if he if he makes the elite eight then it becomes an interesting interesting discussion yeah. right um obviously if he makes the final four yes yeah i think you give him the job 100 uh but we've seen him as a head coach right he was good at fresno state decent but it wasn't he didn't light the world on fire and then he was kind of a let down at, at utep so um is this another you know is this another chance i don't know how much can you change in what two years right from your last job so we'll see um, a couple names that I, I'll have a piece on TexasBasketball.com this weekend about this, but a couple names that I would consider. I mean, his name's going to keep coming up until he gets a new until he gets a job. Your boy Grant McCaslin, um, right down the road, right? He's a, he's off the Scott Drew tree. Um, he plays a not exactly the same style, but a similar style to maybe what a lot of these guys were sold on with Chris Beard, right? Defensively, um, he doesn't play no middle. He doesn't play no middle, but he plays you know a similarly aggressive and defensive oriented style he's he's obviously ready for the jump and he can kind of have his pick of the litter when it comes to jobs right he's not gonna he doesn't have to take a lateral job he's making good money he has good facilities where he's at it's gonna take i think this level of job to potentially get him get him now to me the more the answer more there is does texas want to go group of five right as opposed to maybe going for a chris beard type hire um when it comes to that I wouldn't put it past making a splash like a Mike Boynton from Oklahoma State, right? Like just going to get another recruiter who's been solid, who's has experience in the Big 12. It'd be a name, right? He's not a Chris Beard type success, but like he has had Oklahoma State playing a particular style, getting good recruits. And there's probably, I know the Oklahoma State's probably going to be hit with some sanctions potential, or they're under still under uh, a suspension, right? I mean, they were hit. They were hit. What was that? Two years ago at this point, right? And then, right. 
it feels like it's continued to let on go. I don't know their situation. Right, right, right. But the point is, he was able to bring talent to Oklahoma State. Um, he is a Texas, or he's a, I don't want to say native Texan, but he has experience with under um, Brad Underwood when he was at SFA. Um, and so that'd be somebody that I'd be keeping an eye on. I'm not going to say that that's the guy, but Texas is the type of job that could poach somebody like that. Um, when you look at, I mean, you of course, you can go out, throw out Terrence Johnson to Texas State. Um, of course, you can throw out everybody's going to want to say the big names, John Calipari, all that. That's not happening. Like, I, I don't care. Every, every year, John Calipari is going to the NBA or going to something. He, he's not going to leave Kentucky. until un, It's a believe it when I see it type of thing with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, you know, the one, the one name that I was looking up, actually there are two that are interesting to me. Okay, let's see. One is Yurik Maligi right now at Kansas State. He was on Chris Beard's first-year staff. Um, and he was, he was Chris, one of Chris Beard's last hires at Tech as well um very good recruiter he helped part of he helped bring a lot of those transfers to texas last year he was one of um um uh jerome tank's first hires at kansas state he'd be somebody who's young who is a rising candidate and i think he'd be somebody who would kind of set the world on fire recruiting wise and player development wise the other one and this one was a big one because of how again it's another assistant hire but jai lucas right now at duke Jai Lucas, former Texas guard, he's only 34, so it'd be a huge stretch. But he was part of when Kentucky brought in that their last couple classes. He's played a big part of that, and he was a big. He was a one of John Shire's first hires at Duke when he when he was putting together his Duke staff. He was like, I need Jai Lucas from Kentucky, and that'd be interesting because he's somebody who's quickly risen in like six years to from being a. a off court kind of assistant to now being John Shire's first, uh, first or second assistant on the bench at Duke. So that'd be somebody to keep an eye on. I don't think it'll happen. Um, Royal Ivy is going to get some names probably thrown, thrown his ways, obviously with the Nets still um, another alumni. Um, but the other thing is like, there's not unlike with Chris Beard, when Chris Beard was at tech, there's not that obvious guy right now. That's what's going to be interesting to me is that there's no guy that you can just say, Oh yeah, no, this guy got to has, has to say no before we move on, right? The last coaching search, it was Chris Beard says no, and then we move on. Um, there's no obvious answer right now, which is going to be interesting to me. I like all I like all the names that you just said. Um, the when I think of the Texas job, um, the first names that come to my mind uh, are Eric Musselman at Arkansas and Nate Oates at Alabama. Do you think that's too? Do you think that's going too big do you think that they wouldn't come to texas or do you just think that they're not a fit um i think or do you have to do more like look into it a little bit more because no no no. i i i kind of i kind of i like those names because i do think those are names that they could get 100 um i would probably lean more nate oats because i think Excuse me. I think Musselman right now has a lot of support at Arkansas. Obviously, with yeah. what he's done there um, and the, the talent he's bringing there, I would expect I would expect that they would pony up more than Alabama would to keep NATO. If that makes sense. Yes. Um, yes I so I think Musselman would be a bigger a bigger uh, um, stretch. Mm-hmm. But I but again, like I said, I didn't again I didn't think. 
Texas would be able to poach Beard because I didn't think they would want to be able to pay a basketball coach as much as Tech was paying him, right? Um, yeah. And so very much they could throw a ton at Eric Musselman and then he comes in. So. Yeah, like I I really think we with the Beard hire kind of showed us it's like they're willing to – I mean they just got obviously a new basketball stadium. Like they're willing to do Who's what getting paid more than Steve Sarkeesian? Yes. Like that was, that was, that was the thing for me. I was like, there's no way the basketball coach at Texas makes more than the football coach. And then they said, no, yeah, that's, that's what he's going to give it. What's what he's going to make. And it was like, all right, never mind. They want to be good. They desperately want to be good at this sport. And it looked like they were on track with Chris Beard. I can't see them taking a step back. Sure. And being like, like, and it's, it's not even settling if you hire a Grant McCaslin, right? Because obviously we know how great of a coach he is, Mm -hmm. but in their eyes, selling this to the boosters, selling this to the Texas fans, that's what I think we have to weigh a little bit more, even though it's not rational. Mm-hmm. It's just how it works. So that's why I threw Nato's Eric Musselman out there. And then, I mean, you mentioned his assistant, but why not Jerome Tang? Yeah, you know, that's not a bad one. Yeah, I mean, like, he'd been waiting for this job for or his his role for a long time and he's already if, turning if Kansas they continue State around. to win if kansas yeah. state continues to win that is an easy sale yeah. that is easily to uh easy to sell um i mean the 13 one right now obviously they didn't have a super tough schedule but they beat lsu beat nevada uh beat west virginia and texas to open up conference play they got baylor on saturday so we'll see how that goes but like i'm just throwing those types and names you do the oklahoma state head coach i think that's good as well but like mm-hmm. Those are the ones I'm starting to th- I think of. Um, I agree Calipari is a stretch, even though he'll, his name will be thrown out there a lot. Mm-hmm. Because Kentucky is has been a little bit disappointing this year, I think they turned it around, but right. they have been a little disappointing. Um, but those were the names I was thinking of. Like, hey, if, if you're going to poach someone, I mean, I, I'd call Nate Oates up right now. Like, Sure. I just like – I like Nate Oates as a coach. I think he's – No, I think – yeah, they're part – him and Musselman are part of the reason why the SEC – and now, I mean, it's too early now, but like Dennis Gates at Missouri looks like he's turning things around there. So, like, yeah. they're part of the reason why the SEC is, you know, not catching up to the Big 12, but very much a deep conference in its yeah. own way. And, yeah, I'll, I'll wrap I'll wrap up my thought with saying, like, yeah. again, Texas, if you they could have hired Dennis Gates, like, I think it would have been a great hire. But, sure. again, you are – posing this to the fans and the boosters and all the money that helped fund you make that build that state and everything be like hey this is dennis gates the coach from cleveland state as opposed to this is you know jerome tang from Kansas state who was at baylor for a billion years like i don't know it's just like you gotta present things differently at texas i feel like we've we've always known that it's tough that's fair um all right. Anything else? Uh, obviously, Texas went and lost at Kansas State or at home to Kansas yeah. State. Uh, and I looked it up on Ken Palm through two games, very very small sample size, but they are dead last in conf- in the conference in defensive rating. Mm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Not good. Teams are scoring all over them, and that's yeah. that's against Oklahoma and Kansas State. They have a much tougher schedule ahead um you know oklahoma state on saturday then tcu then tech and iowa state blah 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 how are you concerned like do you think that there's a chance that they just kind of fall off a cliff or do you think they'll be they'll bounce back fall off a cliff no but i mean we've talked about it there's the ceiling of this team does kind of seem lower um also we should probably be we should probably be clear Kansas state might be really good this season too um so i don't want to completely 
uh, dismiss Kansas, Kansas yeah. State. Bills could not be scoring 116 on you. Right. Exactly. That's the thing, right? Um, they've given up so many points in regulation, and they probably should have lost to Oklahoma. Like, it just wasn't it, – it's been a shaky start, and – I'm hoping that now that this firing is done and it's official, they know Rodney Terry is going to be the guy for the rest of the year. They can kind of figure out what they need to do around him and move forward. Cause yeah, it's, it's not a good start. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have anything else on Texas. If you want to real quickly move on, we can just do a TCU Baylor, uh, keep it a shorter podcast and yeah, yeah. Uh, go from there. T- I mean, heck, TCU Baylor, Game of the Big 12 so far this year and through two games. Uh, TCU wins 88 to 87. Chuck O'Bannon hits a shot from the corner to win the game, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome game. Mike Miles um, was going toe to toe with Keontae George and Adam Flagler and LJ Cryer. Um, I was I was really impressed by Baylor's uh, front court with Flo Thompson and Josh Ojanamuna. I thought they played really well. Um, overall, it was a good game for Baylor, but the, the it is what we've talked about this entire season. It's like Baylor's defense just isn't good enough. You can't give up 88 points to TCU, even you though TCU they couldn't run. get stops. Yeah, yeah, they they TCU will run, and that they're real athletic, awesome, good for them. The past five years of Baylor would not have given up 88 points to this TCU team. That's my right. Answer. Every time they needed something, they every time they needed a stop, they couldn't get one. Like. Whether it was clutch down the down down the down the stretch, it was similar to Tech in a way where it was like a couple years ago. It was like okay, Mike Miles scores thirty three. What what was it like? It was basically like a career high or like tied a yeah. career high for him. Um, and last year it was like okay, you swarm that guy right. The previous years you just make sure that anybody else down the stretch gets shots except Mike Miles and Mike Miles got whatever he wanted right obviously Chuck O'Bannon going to hit the shot in the in the corner late but it was still like Mike Mike Miles would hit a floater and then or even if he didn't hit a floater like Eddie Lampkin was there to get an offensive board and put it back and I was like I was like yep you just never saw Baylor get like just like abused like that scoring wise um but again, I'm gonna look the other way, and I'm gonna say TCU, man. We had questions, <laughs> we had questions, and they're they've done nothing but be 13 and one. Um, and Damian Baugh now back. Him and Mike Miles look like probably the best backcourt in the country right now, at least one of them. Um, and they're they they look really good, man. They're just like they they feed off each other so well. Mike Miles doesn't have to be the lead guard sometimes. Damian Ball can bring the ball up, and he what did he finish with seven assists? Um, they just complement each other so well, and so I'm really excited to see what they could do. All right, uh, you want to do speed round real quick? Speed round, let's go. All right, Texas A&M loses by forty to LSU. What do you think? <laughs> um, I was I there. Saw the- I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah, uh, Joni. Ta- I saw the press conference. Joni Taylor knows what this job is this year, right? It, they're they're hurt. They're young. They're gonna get beat by forty <laughs> a lot, probably. Um, and she's. I do find it. I do find it reassuring that like you can see coaches when they're like mad that they lose by forty, and then they're just like, "What do you want us to do?" Right? Like <laughs> LSU's in that in that mode where you're just like, "What do you want us to do?" Yeah. Um, and AM, they're hurt. They only played seven players. They're young. Like, I, she knows what this job is this year. I know what this job is now this year. Maybe I thought they'd be a little bit better, but eh, it is what it is. Yeah. Seven players suited up last night. It was not uh, pretty. I still, I'm still high on Sydney Bowles. I think she can be really good, the mm. freshman. 
All right, next, Houston women beat Tulane on the road, 59-56. Um, Houston, we said it was the best three-loss team, best four-loss team. Now they're the best five-loss team. Keep moving I up, baby. 2-0 in conference. We tried telling y'all. We tried telling y'all. <laughs> we I thought first. they would lose to Tulane, but here we are. Yeah. Um, um, oh, you want to finish with the Drown Edwards news? Go ahead. All right, so Drown Edwards, we've been trying to figure out what the hell's been going on, right? Last, last episode we mentioned – um, that there's been some news with her that, that Nikki Collin was going to let her announce. She put on Twitter, I believe it was recording on Friday. I can't remember if it was Wednesday or Thursday. I think it might have been Thursday. Thursday. Um, that she is eligible. She That was the original story was that she had to work to get eligibility. She worked to do that. She is academically eligible. The issue now is that Kentucky has not signed the waiver to have her transfer eligible. Now they let, uh, uh, that's what she says. Kentucky issued a statement saying that the, the that they that she transferred with the knowledge that she would have to sit out. That was the that was what um, um, Coach Elsie said from 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 uh, from Kentucky. So yeah. whose side do you believe? I don't know. Um, Kentucky also claims that Baylor tried to get them to sign a no participation clause, which means that if Edwards would have stayed at Kentucky, she would not have played. So that would that would boost her chances of getting a waiver from the NCAA. Basically, like it's like the formal way of like silently pushing them out the door, saying like there's no shot of him playing here. She can transfer. Yeah. They didn't sign that because she claims that she would have played if she stayed at Kentucky. Things like that. So we're in a position to where we she. I don't think Kentucky's signing that paper, <laughs> and so now I can't help but think that she's gonna have to just sit out the rest of the year. Yeah, I, I don't know how the – I mean, I'm obviously, I, I assume it serves as a redshirt season. I don't know her whole um, past three years. I think she played all the years at Kentucky. So, right. redshirt year, I guess. Um, really unfortunate situation, which would have worked out. Um, I have no idea. I don't know the details besides what she put out. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see how that unfolds and if they can get her back at all. Um, last thing, Houston beats SMU. Men, Houston yep. men beat SMU by a nice 34 points, uh, and it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> SMU. Um, Eh, poor SMU, but also Houston, just absolutely juggernaut. killers. Juggernaut, just t- terrifying, absolutely terrifying. <sighs> yeah, Jarris Walker went for twenty three and ten. Yeah, they shouldn't be able to make players like that. Like, <laughs> like, like him. This build everything about him. They should not be able to make players like that. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I'm kind of annoyed that SMU is not good at all. So we'll see yeah. how they get the conference, but. Obviously, yeah, we'll it was not a good matchup. So, <laughs> all right. There you go. Covered it. Yeah. Uh, nice 20-minute podcast out there. Some weekend uh, content for y'all. Some weekend content. We'll get to the whack next week. Um, com- no no updates in Conference USA besides UTSA beating middle. North Texas beats Western. Uh, Rice lost to La Tech uh, in overtime at home. And what else? Uh, I don't think UTEP played, unless if I forget. But... Anyways, good week overall. We will be back next week. We hope you all enjoyed the podcast. Leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you haven't already, check us out over there. You can find that on uh, our Twitter. We tweet out all the podcasts and stuff. So check us out there. Uh, Send it to a friend. We appreciate all the support, and we will talk to you all later.